Matt, I'm so excited to talk to you because I can't believe that in the 15 years I've been doing the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast, I have never view, interviewed a choreographer. Oh, even really? Though, even though my sister's a dancer and a choreographer, even though I grew up and cut my teeth with a ballet company in my, in my early teens, sure. I, it's, I'm, I'm, so I'm thrilled to talk to you about whatever the hell it is choreographers do. Uh, yeah, yeah, happy to. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 783, choreographer Matt Kroll. Matt Kroll has directed and choreographed the Irving Berlin musical Holiday Inn at the Drury Lane Theater here in Chicago, and I was very excited to talk to him about an artistic discipline I love but know very little about. I started our conversation by asking which came first for Matt, directing or choreographing? Uh, definitely choreography, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was a, um, well, I am still, but not, not quite to an extreme degree as I used to be, but uh, I started as a dancer. Um, and, uh, I, I got to work with some incredible, um, you know, some of the, some of the greats and, and I always was just very, very enamored with, um, the, the MGM canon, um, Gene Kelly and Gene Nelson and Ray Bolger and Fred Astaire, and Eleanor Powell and, and Miller. I, I mean, I just, um, I, I grew up in a very small town in, in Southwest Michigan, but I had, it was, uh, I was exposed to a lot of that, uh, through my dance teacher growing up. She just happened to be someone who loved, she would go to, to New York twice a year and see all the shows and came back with the show posters. So she always choreographed to a lot of that old music and, 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 you know, the golden age musicals. So, uh, that was just kind of my, uh, what I gravitated towards for a long time. So, you know, I started as a dancer and then, um, uh, over the course of working with different, um, styles and, and, uh, and different icons, uh, just, you know, took a little from here, a little there, and, and eventually your, your own garden of style starts to bloom, you know, but it's always informed by somebody or somebody's. Yes, so, right. um, yeah. Uh, so that, that's, I mean, I, I, I love any, anywhere from, you know, Gene Kelly, but I also, um, was highly influenced by Fosse, uh, Jack Cole. Uh, so I'm just sort of like a, a Vitamix run of, uh, of a bunch of different, <laughs> different greats. Well, and I grew up in the in the San Francisco Bay Area, and as I said, my my sister was a was a dancer, and she danced with San Francisco Ballet, and and uh -huh. and, and my parents were involved with a ballet company in Oakland, and 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 it's interesting because Michael Smuin's choreography, you mentioned Gene Kelly, and you mentioned Bob Fosse, who I think of mm -hmm. as muscular, athletic dancers, as a absolutely as, as opposed to graceful, although there is grace. Um, yeah. But there is sort of like um, Gene Kelly would call it sort of the, the working class, mm. you know. He 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 said if if um, if Fred Astaire is Clark Gable, I'm uh, I'm Marlon Brando, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard that quote. Well, and that's and that's what I mean. I was intrigued. My my mother actually wrote a book about ballet, and she expressed this form. I mean, she clarified this thought for me, which was I loved the ballet when I grew was growing up. And I, and I'm a I'm a straight boy looking looking at the girls in tights, but I love the <laughs> right. ballets, 
because because they were so athletic because oh, absolutely. they were so and because they and michael smoon was like this and i assume this is how you do it too mm-hmm. there's a, the, the storytelling aspect of mm-hmm. choreography it intrigues me now as a choreo as a director because i'm uh-huh. not a choreographer and so i love working with choreographers who are Definitely. into telling these stories yeah well i think it, um something that when when you're starting to choreograph and and you want to the, the the trap and I've been I've, I've found myself in the trap before is you want to show them everything you can do, yeah. you know these are this is all my stuff here's everything I know to do, and uh, the, the well for some of us some some people never stop wanting to show everything with every number, <laughs> uh, but I I think um, as I've as I've gotten I've had the opportunity and 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 the great fortune of of, of working enough where. You, I've started to learn that um, less is is very often more, and uh, and if you start to get too precious with with what if things become too important, you know, oh, I got I can't cut that step, and it's not serving the piece, and it's not you know, I it's not serving the physical vocabulary of the storytelling. Um, you have to cut it, you know, and even if it's one of you, I, I've had to do that even just recently with Holiday Inn. There, there's been some sh- some steps that. Uh, I think, yeah, it's fun, but it's too much and, and I'll miss it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's what, um, Mike Nichols would always say is like, you got to kill your babies. I know you love them, but they, you know, you gotta, you gotta let them go. You gotta kill those darlings, you know? Um, and so that's, that's kind of where I've sort of bridged the gap, uh, between choreographing and directing is, um, making sure it's a cohesive statement and cohesive vocabulary. Um, and it's fascinating because I'll, I'll get into a room and think I've got it. And I put it on these other bodies and think, I don't know what the hell I was thinking with that. <laughs> like guys, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta shed a lot of that, you know? And there, and, and there's, I, I rarely work with a dancer where I've said, I need to make that simpler where they're like, no, I, I really want this to be as hard as possible. You know? <laughs> so I don't get much pushback when I'm, when I'm streamlining things. <laughs> Well, and, and and so much of what you're talking about is the is is the uh, maturity, but also the security of knowing there will there will be another show. There, yes, there will God be another willing, opportunity. Yeah, to use this. you know, and 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 I everything I choreograph, uh, I I don't write things down. I'm not. Um, I I do all video notes. So I have, I mean, countless hours of me literally talking to myself into a camera and explaining why I'm doing stuff. Because you know, I, I choreographed. I finished choreographing Holiday Inn. I mean, I, I choreographed the first act during early pandemic when we still thought we were going to be doing it this time last year. Wow. So, you know, so then I, I throw it in what I call my vault and, uh, and then I, I roll, I trot it back out and I dust it off and I think, okay, what's, what do I, what do I not hate? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of preparation and a lot of, uh, for me in, in my process, because uh, what I, I can't do is choreograph in uh, in the moment when I've got everybody there, it's just because uh, I know that it'll be something that I'll look at in previews or or after we open and think, God, I wish I hadn't done that, you know. So I, I like to make sure everything is. Uh, I've taken a great deal of care in 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 putting it together uh, way ahead, so that I know it's what I want to be represented by. Because you know, you get into the studio, and especially when I'm directing and choreographing, I've got two hats on. There's not time to be creative in that sense. I need the architecture already done so I can paint it. Right. That's um, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. How do you um, adjust in the room when you have the choreography and the actors are different than you expect? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and that's the joy in it, you know, because there, there is a blueprint and there, I, I, the ground plan is the ground plan doesn't necessarily change in terms of intent, but, uh, the details change. And, and that, that part I love because, uh, especially when I'm choreographing for women, um, in heels, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on them and I'll think, yeah, that's, that's absolutely not attractive. That's not sexy. That's not what, but, but I, I have the great fortune, uh, it, it, like it, in this show in particular, I have very, uh, instinctual dancers in the female ensemble who will take what I've given them and say, why if we just make this adjustment and it makes me look like a better choreographer, you know? Like absolutely, you make me please do that. Don't do what I told you to do. Do that, you know. And it's all and it's it's in the same vein, uh, but it just reads as far more honest, you know. It's far more honest movement. So, uh, so th that part I like. And then sometimes, uh, you know, I'm working with um, a guy who's playing the Fred Astaire role in this. His name is Drew Humphreys. This fabulous song and dance man from New York. And um, every step, he did say he said, you know, he said it's rare when you walk into a room where you really are taken care of and everything is prepared. Um, but, you know, but that said, I'll, I'll, I'll put something on him and he'll say, hey, do you mind if I try to throw this in? Are you, are you okay if I do this instead? And I'm like, absolutely. You know, because um, we all come in with our own our, our experiences, our perspectives. And uh, when you're working with dancers, it's, it's reflected in physicality. And um, I'm far more interested in that than them wearing exactly what I prepared as if I've pasted it like I don't want to watch 14 of me you know <laughs> and I don't want to make anybody watch 14 of me I want I want I want to see it, it's like a, I, I attribute it it's like a prism you know everybody is a prism you can shine the light that I've given through them but I I don't want it to look the same through everybody and um, you know, uniformity has never been interesting to me that's why when they're like well is the arm this or this I'm like what what feels good on you right you do that then you know and I and the individuality of it is uh, way more interesting to me. And then when you do have those sort of almost like rocket precision moments, they're striking. Uh, but I don't want every number to look like that. And and I have the, the ensemble is fascinatingly interesting in this and hilarious. I mean, it, it really is. It's it's a, it's a small ensemble. It's it's four men, four women. Mm. Uh, but they are mighty in character. I mean, it really is an ensemble of characters. It, 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 so we don't feel like we have the principles. And background it's a full it's a fully realized ensemble of characters and uh and i just love it i just and every time there's just it grows more uh when we run the show and i'm i'm just i'm having the best time i, I can't i still pinch myself i can't believe that i lucked out with this this many you know truly fun and funny artists christmas come and we won't go This is Nick Sands, currently playing the villainous Mr. Fleece and other characters in the world premiere production of Mr. Dickens' Hat by Michael Hollinger at Northlight Theatre in Skokie, Illinois. And you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We're still the remote Shakespeare company, but variance and equity protocols permitting, our first performances will be in Michigan next month in January of 2022. You can find all of our upcoming performance dates at our website, reducedshakespeare.com, and you can send any questions or suggestions via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. 
And now back to my conversation with Matt Kroll, the director and choreographer of the Irving Berlin musical Holiday Inn at the Drury Lane Theater here in the suburbs of Chicago. From a career standpoint, how do you move... I mean, I know how a dancer can move from from uh, from a dancer to choreographer, but how does a choreographer move to the whole thing, directing the whole production? How or how did that work for you? Well, yeah, I can. I, for me, I can say that um, I got uh, very lucky at, at one point. Well, the, the, it's a it's a litany of luck, you know. That's that's how I feel about my career. Um, I mean, there's the, there's hard there's always hard work, but sometimes you just need a little luck. Uh, and I I was very fortunate uh the first time i directed in chicago was also my first choreography gig it was a it was a thing that came up um at porchlight music theater and um michael weber or the artistic director there said hey have you ever have you ever directed i was like mm, not really it's like do you want to you ever think about it i said well sure but so we had this sort of this two-handed this two-hander farce that was like 1920s hollywood you know where these two guys played all the characters. It was a, it was a, it was a really fun show, but so that's kind of how it started. But then I, when I started working in some of the bigger houses, I was choreographing and working with the director. And then a number of years later, um, uh, the late great uh, Rachel Rockwell was supposed to be uh, directing and choreographing crazy for you at, at, at um, Drury Lane. Mm. And uh, she had to pull out pretty, I mean, maybe about three months before they started because ride the cyclone had been picked up. Uh, off Broadway, and uh, and of course she had to go do it. And so they called me, um, sort of in the eleventh hour, and said, "Hey, we we know you're interested in this. We trust you. Do you think you can pull this off in three months?" And I said, "Well, I can sure as hell try," you know. <laughs> and uh, and it was that was a steep learning curve because I had never directed uh, on on a scale like that with a giant and, and you know to put all those numbers together and come up with sort of a, a device for the story itself uh, was a lot, um, but it was one of those, you know, uh, sink or swim moments. And, um, and I had the best time. And, uh, and then from that, I went on to choreograph and direct uh, a few of the shows, but I'm, I'm thrilled to be back there doing um, another holiday show. And does it feel like, are they the same uh, skill sets directing and choreographing? You know, I, I think everyone would have a different opinion about it. I, I find that it is in some ways it's a little easier to do both because it's, it's not constantly checking like, uh, uh, where do you want to leave off? Is it okay if I have people over here? What were you thinking? So I think of it, I, I come in with a roadmap of the whole thing. It's very cohesive because there's no, there's no miscommunication, you know, right. There's no, there's no surprises in that regard. There's right. still plenty of surprises, but but in terms of oh, I'm sorry, you were going to do that. I already did that. Oh, I was supposed to do that. I didn't, you know, there's none of those conversations. <laughs> um, and and I do. I mean, I think because I was because I started as a dancer, I do think of it as uh, it's all about the physical vocabulary. Um, and so even my my directing approach is is very choreographic as well. You know, I think I think in terms of stage pictures, I think in terms of clean movement. Um, so that, and so that all the focus is always exactly where it needs to be. So, I mean, I think being a choreographer first really did kind of help inform my, uh, my directing style for sure. Do you sometimes ever wish that you were more of a painter with bodies and you insisted that your ensemble, every move, every hand, just gesture, elbow, (laughs) Fosse, like the exact same way? 
You know, I haven't found myself feeling like that yet. Uh, who knows? There, I, I think it would take the right show. I mean, it would take a specific show. Maybe if there was like a highly stylized show, but um, I've always gravitated more towards individuality. Um, and I think, you know, part of that is because uh, in my experience, when I was trotting the boards as a dancer in New York, uh, I would I'd get down to the end for a lot of shows, you know, in casting processes, and I wouldn't get it. And, and I'd see who did. And it was always, not always, but it was generally, you know, it was a very kind of cookie cutter thing. They wanted everyone to kind of move and look the same way. And I was always kind of of the um, sort of the Ray Bolger eccentric movement, you know, I mean, I could do, and I did, I mean, I did the chorus, uh, the chorus boy stuff, but it was spam a lot, you know, it was, it was, so it was, again, it was, um, uh, Casey Nicola loved, like I do, he, he liked, he's like, I want characters. I want, he's like, I, I want characters who can dance. I don't want just dancers. Um, and that, and that's kind of, uh, I think since that was always what I was up against, you know, I think that sort of informed kind of what I wanted to help create when I did start to move into choreographing and directing, which was an environment and an atmosphere of, of unique individuals and, and less about, Oh, I want, I want to make sure that this is all exactly the same, you know? Um, because if that's what I wanted, I probably would have trained more to be that kind of dancer, but I just never did. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing I'll say in about 60 seconds. Holiday Inn runs at the Drury Lane Theater in the suburbs of Chicago through January 9th, 2022. Go to drurylanetheater.com for more information. Then send us your inspirational dancers via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. Thanks as always to Sleigh Bell in the Snow, Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Mrs. Duran Russell. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Nick Sands, part of the incredible six-person ensemble of Mr. Dickens' Hat, the world premiere production of Michael Hollinger's new play running at Northlight Theatre in Skokie through January 2nd, 2022. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 783 2349ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Well, dude, break all the holiday legs, will you? Oh, thanks, Austin. I, I, I Thanks for having me on here. I, I, I will, and I'll, I'll make sure that I pass that along to the cast. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. So much less. So much less. So much less.